your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 730 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. So I want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And today, we're going to do an episode... Uh, it's kind of a themed episode and something that I've been looking to do. I've even mentioned it once or twice in some prior uh, shows. Basically, I just want to kind of take inventory as it pertains to the New York Rangers, look up and down the roster, and come to a conclusion on every single player, whether they have uh, either exceeded expectations for the season, whether they have met expectations for the season, or whether they have fallen short of expectations for the season. It's going to be a pretty casual list here. I haven't really looked at it all that closely. I kind of want to just put myself on the spot here and just go through the roster as it is currently constructed. You know, we're 30 games into the season, so a little bit past the one-third mark of the uh, campaign here. And, you know, this is something that we could always go back to a little bit later. Maybe when we're about two-thirds of the way through the season, we'll do something similar and kind of... uh you know, re-examine everything and who stepped up and who's fallen off a little bit, all that good stuff. But we got a lot of players to get through here today and not a lot of time to do it. So we're going to zip through this thing, spend just about a minute or so on every player, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on who we're talking about. And the way we'll do this here is we'll start with the forwards, we'll work our way to the defensemen and goalies, and we will use the line combinations that the Rangers are currently using at practice. Uh, as it turns out, the Rangers, it looks like they're going to stick with the line combinations that we saw uh, at the end of the game against the Devils, which, you know, Ranger fans are going to have mixed feelings about that because it means that Kako and Lafreniere uh, don't get to play with Mika Zibanejad, at least not at the moment. But the top line, as it's currently constructed, is Mika Zibanejad centering Artemi Panarin and Barclay Goodrow. And we'll go ahead and start with the bread man. I, th I think we'll work our way from left to right across all these lines as we kind of go through the roster here. And as far as Artemi Panarin and expectations, I'm going to say that he has exceeded expectations so far this season. I know some Ranger fans, you know, toward the end of the playoff run last year were a little bit down on him. You know, Panarin, it, it got to a point where a lot of us thought that maybe he was playing injured or there was something wrong. You know, he just didn't have the look of that confident, decisive player that we all know him to be. Very, very strange, very, very rare to see Artemi Panarin lacking in confidence. And there's been times this season where, you know, he's been a little bit up and down. I mean, you could pretty much say that about the entire roster, given the fact that the Rangers went through some serious struggles uh, before this more recent four-game winning streak. And, you know, not everything's been perfect with Panarin or otherwise during this winning streak, but the Rangers have seemingly, you know, raided the ship at least a little bit and are hopefully back on the right track. But as for Artemi Panarin, I mean, 35 points in 30 games, I would think you would expect him to have more goals than he has, but we know Panarin, he's kind of an assist-first guy. Uh, he's been racking up the helpers at just a ridiculous rate over the last handful of games here, doing it so casually. Uh, he's also made a couple of hustle plays that have really kind of stood out recently, pressuring the puck in the overtime period and getting the puck away from, I believe it was Tatar of the Devils, and then setting up Philip Heedle uh, for the game-winning overtime goal. And then also, there was a game not too long ago where he was really busting it, 
on his back check and broke up a scoring opportunity either against Vegas or Colorado. I want to say Colorado was one of those teams, uh, but an important play in that game as well. So Artemi Panarin uh, getting the job done giving us pretty much what we would expect from the bread man. I mean, his bar is so high, you might almost expect more than 35 points in 30 games. But for me, uh, I, I think Artane Panera is getting the job done for the Rangers. And I will say, uh, despite the bar being very high for him, he is exceeding expectations this season. Ditto for Mika Zibanejad, one of the premier two-way centers in the NHL today. Uh, he's got 33 points in 30 games, 15 goals, 18 assists. And he too, you know, like a lot of Rangers, nobody played well during uh, that stretch where they were losing six out of seven games or whatever it was. But I mean, you talk about somebody that just does a little bit of everything, not even a little bit of everything. Mika Zibanejad does a lot of everything to help this New York Ranger team win games. Uh, very important player, certainly on the power play, uh, does an excellent job on the penalty kill and, and somebody that, you know, I don't think really saw a ton of time on the penalty kill up until recent seasons. And, uh, you know, he took to it like a duck to water and one of the more important players out there. He's worked hard to get better uh, at his face-offs, although he is uh, scuffling a little bit this season, down to 45.1%. Um, but, you know, you hope that last season after he was right around 50%, he, he'll eventually pick it up there as well. But Mika Zibanejad, very important player for this team. Uh, he can play with anybody. You know, we saw Kako and Lafreniere play with Mika not too long ago, and they both got a boost from that. And now he's out there with Panarin and Goodrow. So Mika's a Banajad man. I'll take him up against just about any center in this league, and I will say he is exceeding expectations. Barclay Goodrow. So I know there are Ranger fans that aren't necessarily thrilled about the fact that he is in the top six, but I think Barclay Goodrow overall has done a pretty nice job for this New York Ranger team. Uh, he's got 13 points in 30 games, which is about right, you know, given his uh, career projections. I think he's got a chance to eventually eclipse that. So uh, I'm going to say Barclay Goodrow, uh, another guy who, important part of the penalty kill, kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can play all three positions. He can move up and down the lineup. I will say he has exceeded expectations so far this season. Uh, another guy who brings a certain amount of snarl to the rink every single night. You know, there's a lot of focus on Jacob Truba and him, uh, you know, getting into some fights recently and doing everything he can to spark the team. I think Barkley Goodroy is another one of those guys, just kind of a lunch pail mentality, brings it every single night. He's gotten into a couple of fights himself. Uh, he'll play physical, he'll hit, a uh, good face-off guy as well. Although this season, another guy that you would expect to be at more than 50%, he's at 47.1%. But uh, Goodrow overall done a nice job for the Rangers. I will say he's exceeding expectations thus far uh, in this season. And again, one of those guys you can move all over the lineup, and I think coaches like having at least one player like that uh, on the roster. Then we go to the kid line, and we will start, uh, first of all, Lafreniere, Hedo, Kako, left to right. We'll start with Alexi Lafreniere, and I am going to say, uh, even though his usage is sometimes leaving something to be desired as far as Ranger fans are concerned, you know, a lot of times he's out of the top six and he never gets a chance really on the power play. So far, I'm going to say Alexi Lafreniere has fallen a little bit short of expectations this season. And it's not because, you know, he's played terrible hockey or anything like that. But, you know, he is in year three here, 30 games, five goals and eight assists for a total of just 13 points. So, uh, not even averaging a half a point per game. And, you know, at least as far as points are concerned, I would say that, uh, you know, we would have probably have expected as Ranger fans for him to be adding a little bit more offensively than he has thus far. And I agree with Ranger fans that want to see him, you know, in the uh, top power play unit, maybe once in a while, give him a chance there, maybe uh, make him a little bit more of a fixture in the top six. I get it. 
But uh, Lafreniere, yeah, I think a lot of us would probably expect him to uh, be a little bit farther along and just hasn't really had a whole lot of plays this season that really give you that wow factor. We saw it last year. I believe it was against Detroit where he played the puck between his own legs and scored, you know, just a ridiculous goal there. He played very well in the playoffs as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm going to say he fell short of expectations thus far is because... uh, We saw him play very well in the postseason last year, and I think a lot of us were expecting that to bleed into this season. Hasn't really uh, to date, and I'm still hopeful for Lafreniere, but I'm going to say falling a little bit short of expectations thus far. Uh, Philip Heedle. I'm going to say Heedle has given you—he's in between— He is somebody who has given us about what we expected this season. 14 points in 22 games. He's had to deal with a couple of injuries, six goals and eight assists. But like Lafreniere and and like Kako, and we're going to talk about him in a second, the reason why I can't say he's exceeded expectations is because this kid line uh, played very, very well in the postseason last year. And I think we're waiting for one or or more of these guys to completely just explode this season. He don't look. I mean, he's really brought it. Uh, when it comes to 5v5 play, he's up there without looking at the numbers as far as even strength points per game for the Rangers, and probably even more so if you look at even strength points per minute. So I like what Philip Hedl has done. Uh, he obviously won the last game in overtime and uh, playing a lot better this season than he did or than he was around this time last year in the regular season. He was a healthy scratch for a game or two during the regular season around this time last year. Uh, but I just have really high expectations for the kids. So I can't quite say that he's exceeded expectations, but I'm going to say that Philip Hedl is uh, right around what you would expect uh, if you're a Ranger fan, which I can only assume most of you listening to this are. Uh, Capo Caco, I'm going to say that he has fallen short of expectations with just 10 points in 30 games. Now, I'll be the first one to say he has certainly not had luck on his side. Uh, Goalie will make a ridiculous save or he'll hit the post. He's hit a lot of posts this season. Um, You know, there's situations where he doesn't really get much of a chance on the power play. You could pretty much say the exact same things about Caco that I just said about Alexi Lafreniere. You know, occasionally he'll be in the top six, but it never really seems to last that long. And uh, we'll see, because right now this kid line is listed as the Rangers' second line. And we'll see if that comes to fruition uh, in the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. My hope is that it will. Uh, But I will say Kako, uh, thus far, even though he's played well, even though he works hard every single night, even though uh, his puck possession skills are very, very good, and he's obviously the, or he's often the guy uh, driving the play, regardless of what line uh, he plays on, I just can't really get over the fact that he's only got 10 points in 30 games. And so I have to say, for that reason, he's fallen a little bit short of expectations. But Kako, maybe more so than any of the young players in the Rangers, if somebody He's just going to go off in the second half of the season. I think it could very easily uh, be Capo Caco. So fingers crossed that that happens. And if we do do this episode again in the future, fingers crossed that, um, you know, he's one of the guys that goes from, you know, not quite meeting expectations to actually exceeding expectations. So uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling with the bottom six. And then, of course, the defensemen and the goalies in just a second. But first, I just got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and hockey and the World Cup, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those on BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And uh, to go ahead and just keep moving things along here. Well, actually, first of all, let me just thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. 
And now to keep things moving along, we will turn our attention to the bottom six. Uh, you've got right now, left to right, Kreider, Trocek, VZ. We'll start with Kreider. I'm going to say Kreider so far this season has met expectations for the New York Rangers. You know, last year, I'm not going to hold him to 52 goals because that's a ridiculous total. It's very difficult for even the best players in this league to do that a single time, much less two seasons in a row. Uh, but Kreider, you know, you look at his numbers, 14 goals, 10 assists for a total of 24 points. I mean, he's on pace to score just about 40 goals this season. That would be uh, an extremely impressive follow-up to what was just a ridiculous and borderline unsustainable season last season. Uh, the problem that people have with Kreider, and I've talked about it at times here, is he doesn't go to work when it comes to board battles as much as he could. Uh, there's games where you know, he, he just doesn't look like he's completely dialed in uh, as much as you would like him to be and as much as you'd like somebody on this uh, Ranger team that's considered a leader to be. You know, a lot of people, myself included, were kind of looking for Chris Kreider to maybe be the next captain of this team. He, of course, was not. They go with Jacob Truba, and that's all well and good. But I would say with Kreider, you know, the streakiness is not unexpected. You know, it kind of went away last season, but for the most part in his career, very streaky, very up and down, very hot and cold player. So I will say Kreider uh, has... Met expectations, still a good player on the power play, still an important part of the penalty kill. Kreider has met expectations this season. Vincent Trocek. I'm going to say another player here who has met expectations. You know, he comes over as uh, really the only big free agent that the Rangers signed. I mean, who was their second biggest free agent signing? Yaroslav Halak, Ryan Carpenter. So he was kind of the prize get for the Rangers when it came to free agency season. 10 goals, 10 assists, 20 points in 30 games. Uh, he's also a minus eight, but he has dominated on the faceoff circle. He is at 56.2%. So I think you have to like that. If you're a Ranger fan, you know, we've gone through so many seasons where this team always wins less than half of its face-offs. So to get somebody that can succeed at a 56% clip, uh, that's obviously very important. And Shochek, another one of those guys, it's kind of a Swiss army knife. You can move him up and down the lineup. I mean, he's only going to play center, but you can move him up and down as far as what line he's on and who he's playing with. He's currently on the third line uh, and a guy who, you know, comes over and fills Ryan Strom's spot in the top power play unit and has done a Pretty solid job there. I know certain Ranger fans want other people to get a chance in place of Trocek, but Trocek's been a pretty good player on that top power play unit. Big time penalty killer as well. And as I've described him in the past, uh, one of those guys that's kind of a B plus at everything. I think he's kind of continued that with that with the Rangers. So I will say Vincent Trocek has met expectations this season. Jimmy Vesey. I'm going to say VZ has exceeded expectations, and it's not because, you know, he's lighting up the score sheet every single night. Uh, in fact, uh, where are his stats here? He's got three goals and six assists for a total of nine points in 29 games. It's really not that impressive. And look, I know there's people that, you know, have a problem with Jimmy VZ being on the top line instead of one of the kids being there. I haven't always been the biggest fan of that either. But just the fact that VZ has played well enough where he can even be considered to be on the Ranger top line or be on the Ranger second line or wherever he might be, that's a positive. This is somebody that was not even a guarantee to make the team. He was in camp on a PTO. He signs a one-year deal at the league minimum of $750,000. Done an excellent job on the penalty kill. We, we were talking about him in the most recent episode and how well he did against the Devils anytime they had the man advantage in that game. So Jimmy Vesey, uh, I will say somebody who has exceeded expectations this season, in part because I don't think expectations were, were too high. And I don't think Ranger fans, you know, have a problem with VZ being in the lineup or anything like that. I think certain fans just get upset when he's in the top six. And I can certainly understand that. But VZ has exceeded expectations. Uh, Sammy Blay, we go to the fourth line. He is at the left wing spot. You've got Johnny Brodzinski at center and Julian Gauthier at right wing. And we will begin with uh, Sammy the Bull here. 
And I think you have to say that Sammy Blay has fallen short of expectations this season. Now, I do sympathize with you know him being taken out, the dirty play last year, misses the entire season, misses the Ranger playoff run, had a chance to maybe be uh, an important player on the fourth line. He does play very, very physical. Um, but I did not think that in this season, Sammy Blay, who was given some consideration to potentially play on the top line. We saw him out there with Kreider and Mika in the preseason a couple of times. And, uh, you know, he's got five assists in 27 games. And I realize he's not somebody that's going to be a scoring juggernaut, but I was expecting at least a little bit more than that. Um, doesn't really kill penalties. He's on the second power play unit, but they barely play. And he hasn't really made any kind of an impact there either. So I got to say, you know, despite the fact, and again, I do sympathize and I am grading on a little bit of a curve here, the fact that he came back from the torn ACL, but I just look at what he's done so far this season and I can't sit here and say that, oh yeah, he's, he's done great for the Rangers. I, I would say Blaze falling a little bit short of expectations. Johnny Brodzinski. This one's kind of tough because he's only played four games for the Rangers, does not have any points. I will say, and again, very small sample size. I will say thus far though, Johnny Brodzinski has exceeded expectations for the Rangers. Uh, one of those guys that always has his legs going, always seems to give an honest effort and seems to have uh, given that fourth line a little bit of a boost. So in a very small sample size, I will say that Johnny B has exceeded expectations this season. We move to the right wing, Julian Gauthier. I'm going to say he has met expectations because right now, and you know, honestly, probably even at this point last year, I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations for Gauthier. I mean, he's only got four goals and two assists for six points in 22 games. You could honestly say that he's exceeded expectations with numbers like that. Um, you know, we all hold out hope and we all keep our fingers crossed that he'll eventually get it going and eventually become, you know, a solid, you know, at least third line right winger in this league, but uh, just too inconsistent to, uh, to really say that he's done that. Um, but again, given that the expectations weren't that high and given the fact that he's played some physical hockey this season and that fourth line has been playing you know, fairly well recently, I will say Julian Gauthier has met expectations so far this season. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, bonuses here, guys that are not currently in the lineup, but guys that we're going to talk about anyway. Vitaly Kravtsov, uh, let's see, he has been a healthy scratch recently, and I know a lot of Ranger fans are not too happy about that. They want to see him in the lineup. They want to see him get a chance in the top six, possibly on the Panarin line. Facts are facts here, though, guys. You know, Vitaly Krasov in 30 games in his NHL career now has three goals and three assists, six points in 30 games. So it's not, and I know he hasn't always been given great opportunities. You know, he played on the Panarin line for a little while this season, didn't really seem to stick there. The Rangers right now are trying to win games, and I get the fact that people want to see him at least in the lineup. You could take out a Julian Gauthier. You could take out a Johnny Brodzinski, who is a 29-year-old, uh, you know, mostly career AHL player. You could take out Sammy Blay, who hasn't really done anything to show that he should be in the lineup night in and night out. You could maybe even take out Jimmy Vesey. I get all that. And, uh, you know, you could move Goodrow out of the top six, maybe put Vitaly Krauss off there. These are all options. Uh, but in the time that he's, you know, suited up for the Rangers, and this doesn't even take into consideration the fact that he's quit on this franchise twice. Uh, he hasn't really produced. And again, I would like to see what he could do. There's a lot of raw skill there. Hopefully the Rangers can eventually pull it out of him. And I do think he deserves another chance. But uh, I have to say that Vitaly Krasov thus far this season has fallen short of expectations. And I'm sympathetic to him too uh, with all the injuries that he's gone through. Hopefully he can stay healthy when he gets back out there. And uh, Ryan Carpenter... I think you got to say he's fallen short of expectations. There weren't really high expectations, but I don't think he played particularly well. He was immediately 
uh, outplayed by Johnny Brodzinski as soon as Brodzinski got in the lineup, placed on waivers, and uh, sent to the AHL. So I think you have to say that Carpenter uh, has fallen short of expectations uh, so far this season as well. Uh, we're going to keep everything going with the defensemen and the goalies, and we will do that in just a second. All right, Ranger Demon. Uh, Ryan Lindgren, I think you have to say that he is, uh, I'm going to say he's exceeded expectations so far this season. I knew coming into this season how important he was to the Rangers. I don't think me or, or maybe even any of us knew uh, the fact that this guy is basically the heart and soul of this New York Ranger team. When he comes out of the lineup, there is a profound impact, not just defensively, like, like top to bottom, front to back, the forwards, the goalies. The other defenseman, even Adam Fox, his game seems to tail off a little bit whenever Lindgren isn't out there. I don't think Ryan Lindgren's importance to this team can possibly, possibly be understated at this point. And, you know, I mean, he's got eight assists in 28 games, no goals. He's not really out there for offense, even though he can chip in offensively every once in a while. Uh, but Ryan Lindgren does a fantastic job for this New York Ranger team. Hard-hitting, old-school, gritty player. Uh, you guys know we've talked about this. Leads the NHL in blood spilled and uh, never misses a shift no matter what happens to him. So Ryan Lindgren has exceeded expectations. Adam Fox, I mean, I'm kind of torn between either has met expectations or exceeded them. I I mean, and, and the reason for that is because, again, with a player like Adam Fox, the bar is set so, so high. Uh, but I'm going to say Adam Fox has exceeded expectations. I think anytime you have a defenseman who is at more than a point per game, they automatically have exceeded expectations. And Adam Fox, uh, so far this season, third on the Rangers with 31 points. He's got seven goals and 24 assists. Uh, somebody who, for the most part, I think shows up pretty much every night. Even when the Rangers were going through that really rough patch, that really dry spell there, and guys were sleepwalking, Adam Fox was one of the few that, to me at least, looked like he was mostly bringing it every single night. He's outstanding defensively, such a smooth puck handler. He's very, very good at, you know, faking like he's going to pass one way and then shoot, or acting like he's going to skate over here and then passing back the other way. Uh, very deceptive game, uh... Adam Fox employs, you know, when he's out there. And obviously a very important part to both the power play and the penalty kill. It's not uncommon to see him rack up like six, seven, eight minutes of special times, uh, special teams time per night. So Adam Fox, I will say, has exceeded expectations this season. We move to the second pairing for the Rangers, Keandre Miller. He has played better recently, and I have every expectation in the world that he's going to go on to have a uh, very solid season and a very nice career for himself. Um, but thus far this season... I will say that he has fallen short of expectations. We saw him play as good or better than any other Ranger defenseman in the playoffs uh, last season. And, you know, just had had the look of somebody that was a budding superstar, an emerging superstar in this league. Did a little bit of everything, could chip in offensively, has a nasty slap shot. Uh, unfortunately, he's only got one goal as a result of that this year. One goal, 11 assists, and 12 points. But yeah, him and Truba were just scuffling to an unbelievable degree at the start of the season, certainly through that losing streak as well. So uh, Miller, I will say he's fallen short of expectations, but I will also say that he has as good of a chance of anybody on this team. If we do this list again later in the season, and I think we will about two-thirds of the way through, he has as good of a chance of anybody from going from falling short of expectations to exceeded expectations. Because I still really believe in Ke'Andre Miller. The Rangers do a really nice job developing defensemen. And I think this is just kind of one of those things, you know, just kind of a rough patch. And uh, hopefully he can get it right. And I think he's already, you know, trending in that direction for sure. Then, of course, his defense partner, Jacob Truba. I will say 
that he has fallen short of expectations this season as it pertains to his play on the ice. But if I can do like a, a cheat a little bit here and give him a grade as a, the new New York Ranger captain, I will say that he has exceeded expectations. I know a lot of people weren't happy with the helmet throw. Bottom line, the results speak for themselves. The Rangers are 4-0 since he did that. You know, he held the players only meeting when he deemed it appropriate. He always faces the music after the game is over, always answers the questions openly and honestly, and does it without throwing teammates under the bus. You know, he'll call them out a little bit, but he never singles out any certain player. And, um, you know, I, I think he does a nice job towing that line of, you know, a little bit of a call out, but not going overboard and not going crazy about it. As far as his play on the ice, that has certainly left something to be desired this season. I thought he was starting to turn around a little bit, and maybe he is. A uh, bit of a rough game against the Devils, though, with the two turnovers that led to two Devils goals. Uh, but somebody with that lunch pail mentality and, and somebody that, you know, I think is going to do a nice job as the New York Ranger captain. So I'm a little bit torn. You know, you almost have to give out two separate grades, his grade as captain and his grade as uh, far as on ice play is concerned. I will have to say, though, Jacob Truba, as far as the on-ice play, has fallen short of expectations this season. Like Miller, though, I think he has a good chance of turning it around and uh, playing the kind of hockey that we saw him play last season. Third defense pairing. Right now, you've got Libor Hayek and Braden Schneider. Hayek, I'm going to say, has met expectations this season because I don't think too many Ranger fans had high expectations for him coming into the year. Uh, you know, he went through a stretch, and obviously he was battling Zach Jones for that sixth and final defenseman spot, and has apparently won that battle, at least for the time being, because Zach Jones is in the AHL, and uh, Libor Hayek is here, and he's been playing every single game. Uh, you know, he went through uh, a spell there where he was playing, you know, just solid, pretty much mistake-free hockey, and sometimes with your sixth defenseman, that's all you really need. I thought he did a nice job there. Fell off for a little while. Uh, I thought he had a decent game against the Devils the other night. So I will say he's met expectations, partially because the expectations were low, but, you know, Hayek, you just kind of keep your fingers crossed that he can do what I just said, and just play competent hockey, not be the reason why you lose games if you're the New York Rangers. And we'll see if the Rangers look to upgrade there at some point, you know, at or near the trade deadline. I think there's a decent chance that they will. Uh, but for the time being, Hayek has met expectations. We move to the other side of the ice. Hayek's uh, current defense partner. And I know Schneider's been playing with Miller a little bit recently. I went with kind of the, the old school lineup here, and uh, we'll, we'll just do it that way for today. Uh, but as far as Braden Schneider is concerned... I will say that he is definitely 100% exceeded expectations for the New York Rangers this season. You know, I talked just a minute ago about how Miller has fallen short of expectations and struggled a little bit. Uh, same thing for Jacob Truba. The fact that those two guys who you count on so much if you're, you know, a member of the New York Rangers coaching staff or if you're just a fan of this team, a media member, whatever it might be, a podcast host, the fact that those two have fallen short makes it all the more important that Braden Schneider has really stepped up his game this season. Because for a while there, it was kind of like, okay, what is going on with the Ranger defenseman? Even Lindgren went through, you know, a mini hiccup earlier this season, and it got to the point where it was like, none of the Ranger defensemen are really playing all that well, except for maybe Adam Fox. But Lindgren quickly turned it around, as I think we all thought that he would. Miller and Truba, like I said, it's been mixed results so far this season. Braden Schneider has been very steady, uh, has improved since making his debut last season. You know, obviously he went through the playoff run with the New York Rangers and debuting at the age of 20 and for the most part has hit the ground running at the NHL level. Uh, 30 games this season, four goals, three assists uh, for a total of seven points. He's also a plus six for what that is worth. But again, just one of those uh, old school, gritty, hard-hitting, hard-nosed defensemen. And I think just Braden Schneider has done a heck of a job this season. He's somebody that has seen his ice time increase, has seen his role with his team increase, and somebody that looks like the Rangers hit on as it pertains to, you know, former first-round draft picks. They drafted him. 
The book on him was that this guy is a very safe floor, will be a very solid NHL defenseman, and thus far, uh, he is proving the Rangers right for making that selection there. And just want to throw out the fact that the Rangers, on draft day, uh, traded up to get in front of the Devils, who they themselves ended up taking a defense in. So it's entirely possible if the Rangers didn't do that, Braden Schneider would be a devil right now, and that would certainly be unfortunate. But Braden Schneider's been awesome so far this season, has definitely exceeded expectations. Kind of as a bonus, we'll throw in Zach Jones. I realize he's on the Wolfpack this season, but uh, he got a chance to start the season with the Rangers, and I will have to say that he has fallen short of expectations, given the fact that he is no longer on the Ranger roster, given the fact that, uh, you know, Libor Hayek beat him out for that sixth defenseman job. Not going to give up on Zach Jones, but for the time being, uh, I think for all those reasons, you have to say that he has fallen short of expectations. And that just leaves the goalies, and uh, we will start with Igor Shesterkin. It feels so weird saying this. I'm going to say that Igor Shesterkin has fallen short of expectations so far this season. That's not to say he's played bad hockey. He hasn't at all. He's played good hockey. It's just that when you're coming off of an historic season, a season that, you know, is one of the best that we've really ever seen a goalie have, uh, a season where the guy was a human highlight reel every single night, a season where he was far and away the best goalie in the league, the expectations at that point become sky high. And so then you go into the next season, you let in one or two soft goals. You have one or two off nights. You maybe don't make a highlight real save. And, and people start to say, like, what's what's going on with Igor? But Igor is just lurking this season, just to go by the stats. This man is 14-4-4. Four, and four. Uh, He has a goals against average of 252, a save percentage of 916, and one shutout. And that is a great start to the season. It's just that as Ranger fans right now, we're expecting more than great. We're expecting spectacular. We're expecting him to be uh, the best goalie in the league or at least one of the best goalies in the NHL. So I will say Igor has fallen short of expectations, but it's only because he set the bar so high for himself with what he did last year. And then finally, that brings us to Yaroslav Halak. He's only played in eight games, but I got to say he's fallen short of expectations. I think the numbers make it sound worse than it really has been, but I mean, he's won one game out of uh, the six that he started, one six and one record in those eight games. Goals against average of 304, uh, save percentage of 888. There's times where he's been a hard luck loser. There's also been some games where uh, he's had some real clunkers as well. So Yaroslav Halak, who I was hoping might be one of the better backups in the league, I think you have to say that he has fallen short of expectations this season. And of course, the Rangers switch gears here. Going to be in action at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are absolutely on fire. They've won four in a row. They have a point at least one point in 15 consecutive games. They've allowed fewer goals than any team in hockey at just 70 goals allowed in 30 games. And on Tuesday, you know, they squeaked past the Ducks 7 to nothing. Uh, they have shut out three of the last four teams that they've played. Their last regulation loss was on November 11th against the Penguins, and they have not lost a road game in regulation since October 29th. So, Time to snap all of those streaks, basically, that I just laid out there. Rangers are going to have a heck of a test against this Toronto Maple Leafs team that is clearly firing on all cylinders, has no shortage of firepower, and just great players. But I'm looking forward to the challenge. You know, Rangers are hot themselves. They've won four in a row. Going to be a heavyweight matchup. And I think uh, the type of game that, even if you're not necessarily a fan of either one of these teams, you're probably not going to want to miss because there's stars up and down uh, the roster for both teams, and both teams are hot lately. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that'll pretty much do it for today, though, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.
Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.